Jazz hands. <laughs> Came out of the womb with jazz hands. <laughs> but not Neo Soul hands, and I kind of wish I did. Uh, because that's what we're diving <laughs> to today on the next episode of... Vital Stallions. Stallions, 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 Stallions. <laughs> but yeah... Our second album review today uh, of our series, Women in Music to Celebrate uh, Women's History Month. And man, we are diving into some Alicia Keys songs in A minor. 2001. This is a 16 track banger. A little over an hour. What do we got here? Hour and three minutes. Um, And. We have four singles off the album. We have Fallen, which is the lead single, released about two months before the whole album came out. A Woman's Worth, How Come You Don't Call Me, and Girlfriend. Um, And truthfully, the only one of those I've really heard on the radio is Fallen. Um, I mean, as I dove into the album a little more, I could see why those other three songs were released as singles, too. Yeah, no, absolutely. And I mean, like you said, this is a marathon of an album uh, and definitely the longest one we have done. And uh, I mean, when it's over an hour, you know that this is the real deal of the full length. Uh, but so this was Keys's debut album um, and it was a marathon, honestly, for her to create as well. So uh, she began writing these songs back in 1995 at the age of 14. Um, she recorded the album for Columbia Records uh, in 1998, uh, but they rejected it. Mistake on their part. Um, yeah. <laughs> so, so from there, so she had a contract with Columbia Records. Uh, a gentleman named Clive Davis bought her contract. And from there, uh, they signed with, it was Arista Records, uh, but then it kind of disbanded and turned into J Records label. And uh, so that is what it's actually produced or uh, it was put out through. Um, And that's kind of just where she got her voice. But I mean, this was basically ready in 1998. Didn't come out until 2001. Um, That's yeah. I mean, and June, June 5th, 2001. I don't know if we went into the exact day, but again, another summer album. That seems to be a theme with us so far. Um, But yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, and this actually just a little bit of trivia here. Um, so the films Shaft and uh, Dr. Doolittle 2, um, Rock With You, and uh, this song isn't off this album, but it was recorded in the same sessions. It's called Rearview Mirror. Um, they're featured in those two out, um, movies. So Rock With You was in Shaft. And Rearview Mirror was in Dr. Doolittle 2. And that sort of goes off what you said. Because Shaft came out in 2000. This album came out in 2001. So yeah, the song Rock With You was ready to go, like you said, at the end of 1998. So she's sitting on this for, you know, three years trying to get someone to take it. Like, she knows this is amazing music. Um... But somebody who was doing the music for the movie Shaft figured it out because they got rock with you on the movie. 
and i mean i think that's one of the better songs off this album um yeah dr doolittle too like i said got rearview mirror which isn't off of songs in a minor um but it's from the sessions yeah and and these sessions are long i think there was 30 plus songs uh written during these sessions and just during this time for this album um but honestly it paid off uh because it debuted at number one on the billboard uh, top 200 it sold 236,000 within the first week and it won five Impressive. um and she also wrote arranged and produced basically most of this album so uh just a long work the long dedication um obviously paid off and it turned into just a classic 2000s album early 2000s album and honestly like like just set up the rest of her career in the greatest way possible like this album is a masterpiece start to finish yeah i i was floored when i listened to it for the first time i mean obviously i listened to it again before doing this um, but the first time i listened to it was probably 2018 so you know like four years ago and how I got to listening to it um, was for some reason, like Alicia Keys and Adele, I just decided, you know, I like a handful of songs by both of these two artists. I'm just going to pick one of their albums and listen to the whole thing. Um, and so I think is Adele, I always get the numbers mixed up. Is 18 her first album? Is that the number? I honestly do not know. Unfortunately, you've shown <laughs> the, the majority of Adele that I honestly know, so <laughs> can't help you. <laughs> Her first album, though, I I listened to that one and I was pretty impressed. I'm like, oh yeah, definitely got to do this for Alicia Keys, and so did the same thing. First album and was just mind blown. <laughs> yeah, and uh, before we dive in. I just want to answer the question that shook my mind before we even dive into this. And I'm sure all of you are just on your seats really wondering, well, are all of these songs in a minor? That is the ultimate question. No, there's I'm only yes, no. Yeah. <laughs> and want to know what? There's only one song in a minor. That is Jane Doe. Um, okay. So no, but. It's a beautiful title probably a lot of songs in other minor keys just not a it's all right hey it, it had me questioning it had me googling it's done its purpose it's left the mark had me wanting more and searching for more and i searched um but man let's dive into this uh with the first song the shortest song on the album basically like you're reading the back of a book setting yourself up for the rest of the album with this song and it's called piano and i yeah, and so this song, honestly, it reminded me of the first track off of Dark Side of the Moon, because if you listen, probably about a minute into Piano and I, maybe not even that long in, um, you will actually hear the drum beat from Fallen kick in, like, just verbatim, um, and it also sort of has like that heartbeat pulse to it as well. 
Yeah, and dude, it starts out like literally it begins with a rendition of Beethoven's Moonlight Sonata. So that's what she's playing on the piano to start it off. And so yeah. we, and and so we referenced as well that she got denied by Columbia Records and there was years off. You hear her in the in this song. Um I, I'm I don't know if I'm gonna quote verbatim, but it's but she keeps saying, I gotta amp myself up as much as you. So what if it took me maybe two years or shit, but I'm feeling prepared. And that is literally, she says something along those lines and it comes to reference, like it, it comes to light now. Like now that we've done our research club, uh, knowing that it took that long for this album, like it all makes sense. It's basically just setting you up and putting you back in your feels for what is to come the rest of this album. Absolutely. Yeah, so then off of Piano and I, it goes into Girlfriend, um, which is a very ironic title for the song um, because it's not about a girlfriend. It's about a girl who is your friend, <laughs> which is one of the lyrics that um, Alicia will repeat throughout the song. Um, but yeah, I mean, this song is clearly about trust issues. Um, you know, not sure whether the song is from Alicia's point of view or just another character, but whoever it is has this boyfriend who's clearly hanging out with this other girl and she doesn't like it. And so like, that's sort of what the whole song is. She's just reminding her, Oh, it's not a girlfriend. It's just a girl who is your friend. Um, but yeah, I mean, you get later on the album. I'm not so sure that I think that might have been a little naive. <laughs> Although she's just a girl, that girl is a friend. A friend. <laughs> uh, so from there we go to "How Come You Don't Call Me Anymore." Uh, oh, that played I, out quick. <laughs> that didn't last too long. <laughs> So this one is actually a Prince song. Did you know that? I no, dude. It was. Uh, so this is a cover, technically. This is a cover, and it was released on the B side to the 1982 single "1999." Okay. Um, and, and yeah, I'm looking up the credits now. Yep, Prince is credited as the writer. And it seems to be covered yeah, a couple times before Alicia, uh, but yeah, she put it in and the, and so it, I went back and listened then to the Prince one and dude, her, like I, her, the rendition she does on it is just beautiful chef's kiss. Yeah. And I'm, I'm going to have to look up the Prince song after this. <laughs> dude, when I found that out, I, I, I was honestly pretty stumped as well. Cause I thought I was looking up the wrong song, honestly. And I was like, wait. It flows. Yeah, it flows in perfectly. It does. Uh, but yeah, no, it's a ballad of like longing for a relationship and a romance, basically. Um, and yeah, again, a, a common theme, and Club and I kind of just discussed this, is the titles literally just speak for themselves. Uh, there's no beating around the bush with these albums. Yeah, or, or these absolutely. Songs, um, but yeah, the most popular one from there and the number one single, Fallen at number four. And yeah, I mean, everyone's heard this song. If you haven't, then you just must have been really young. 
when it was 2001 or you didn't have a radio. Um, <laughs> yeah, no, just just an absolute banger. I think everyone knows the the piano riff to this song pretty well. Um, yeah, just, you know, sort of going off the, you know, that girlfriend song, Fallen, you know, I keep falling in and out of love with you. So, it's, you know, those uh, trust issues have reared their head again. Yeah, you know, you pointed out the piano at the beginning, but that choir as well at the beginning really makes the song hit. Um, Sometimes I love you. <laughs> Yeah, no, it's it, that's good. It I, the layers she gets on the song are incredible. I literally wrote down, like, listen to it. That this first verse just had me leaning back with it, like it just had me rocking, and it had all of America rocking in two thousand one as well because it was the number one song on the U.S. Hot one hundred, and is also. Uh, a song like i said they won five grammys for this album alicia did this uh, took home three of them uh for song of the year yeah, i i can see that best r&b song and then best female r&b vocal performance um the ins and outs of relationship that's what the people of 2001 were feeling oh yeah um and so also you know, vinyl stallions got to always mention the vinyl on every album review. So Fallen ends. This is a two-disc vinyl, um, but Fallen ends side one. Um, so yeah, imagine that. Like you just toss this on the record player and uh, get those first four songs. Um, another thing too. So sort of like Alanis Morissette. Um, it it was mainly released on CD. Um, in fact, in 2001, there was no vinyl release. It wasn't until 2002 it was pressed in Europe, and then they didn't press it again until 2011. Um, you know, 10 year anniversary. Um, but the way they ordered the tracks is actually different on both releases. Um, so I'm going to go off of the American version released in 2011, um, just because in my personal opinion, I think it, the way they ordered it makes more sense. Um, yeah, we'll get into that later once we get to the differences, but both versions have the end of side one after Fallen. Awesome. Uh, so yeah, to start then the side two. We got trouble, my friend, right here. I said trouble right here in River City. Yeah, this oh, I think this song was. Hang on, that was the Music Man. <laughs> we have a different one. It's Troubles, <laughs> the Music Man. Shout out to the Music Man. Go see it. I was Mayor Shin, sixth grade play. Um. <laughs> I got the wars, some good slacks and suspenders. So it was a great time, but. <laughs> Troubles uh, comes in and a uh, great way to start the next side of the album. Uh, Alicia has a great quote that I honestly found uh, kind of speaking about this song and how it was kind okay. of like a trigger point of how she uh, kind of wanted to start like structuring basically her feelings for this album. Uh, so 
she began writing this song um, in her apartment, kind of just in between uh, the time again when Columbia mm-hmm. Records rejected her. But she goes, that's when the album started coming together. Finally, I knew how okay. to structure my feelings into something that made sense, something that can translate to people. That was a changing point. My confidence was up, way up. And then from there, uh, Keys learned how to produce by asking questions uh, to the producers and engineers. And then that's uh, like during that period is where she learned all of that. And then uh, she just kind of got a good feel. So maybe it was for the best that uh, honestly Columbia rejected it because it sounds like she just only improved and improved it as an artist. And uh, this album like turned out like everything was meant to happen, man. Yeah, many failures can be blessings in disguises or blessings in disguise. Um, yeah, so after Troubles, you know, I think they she's sort of slowing things down a bit. You know, she just really punches you in the face with those first four songs. So Troubles, you know, where we flip that final over, give you a little time to decompress, and then we're right into the Alicia Keys version of a goo pit with rock with you. Um, and yeah, I mean, just, just like the first minute and a half, two minutes of the song is just crazy. It does not sound like anything else Alicia Keys makes. It's just all like, you, I'm trying to think of a good way to describe it. There's just tension in the air. Like you can just feel the tension, but you don't know where the song is going to go because it's just left so open. This is my favorite song on this album, honestly. Uh, I just yeah. immediately write down just bass line with a bunch of exclamation points. Like, do, 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 do. And then you just have like the keys just like, just, you know, bass. sparingly then and there's something else i like don't know obviously what exactly it is but during that intro and throughout the whole song it sounds like you know those things on new year's that you get get and you can like spin them and it makes that like cranking noise like yeah like like i don't know i'm not gonna make the noise but just go back and listen to that and Mm -hmm. i just imagine on new year's spinning that thing around and like there's something in that song that sounds like that yeah (laughs) But yeah, that the violins as well just slap so hard. Like uh, this, yeah, this one is my favorite. Um, and my favorite line from it was, "There's no escape on the spell you have placed." And I don't know, man. I just felt like I was in a spell listening to that song as well. So, rock with you. Yeah. No, I, I mean that one's epic and. Yeah, it's just very different than a lot of the other stuff that she does. It's less piano focused and I think it shows off her ability more as like of a just writer and just putting a whole song together, um, you know, versus some of her other songs, which are maybe more of a display of just raw talent. Absolutely. Um, Yeah, one of the best uh on the album hands down yeah easily in my top three songs off the album definitely um but we go to another single uh from there in a woman's worth Uh, that's in that five minutes three seconds at number seven and oh yeah 
vocals on this one are crazy. Um, yeah, sort of like um, You Ought to Know by Alanis Morissette. Um, like this song has just like a part in it where like the way she's talking or the way she's singing is almost like talking or rapping and it gets very rhythmic and like it's almost like a little jazz scat you know dude it's yeah it's so good and i think like it's during the chorus that honestly it just sticks out for me uh just the comparison of like when a real man knows a real woman when he sees her and a real woman that's what i mean a little jazz scat like 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 that back and forth like galanis like you said um yeah, no, that is fantastic. I the synth at the beginning. Was like, real, man. <laughs> and but at the beginning, the synth makes it sound like you're setting up for like a movie. Um, but uh, yeah, it's true soul music, man. This is an absolute, just another blast of a song. Absolutely, yeah, and um, just sort of. I guess the song title um, is a little, I I guess, I don't want to say ironic, but when you see it, my first thing is I think, okay, Alicia is going to try to be convincing the audience of a woman's worth. And it was quite the opposite. She was saying like, well, I don't actually need to convince you of anything because a real man knows a woman's worth. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. You know, that's very, very clever uh, way of putting this one across. Um, And honestly, the next one is clever as well. So number eight is Jane Doe. And this is a top three one for me. Um, But I just love the use in this one of kind of just, I don't know, like saying just like another like normal woman, like taking her man, basically like another Jane Doe. Um, But I mean, obviously, Mm -hmm. always... I mean, you obviously like know like John Doe, Jane Doe is just like those basic names they put. But yeah, just the use of that is just like, again, very clever how to like put that across. There's a bunch of songs about this topic and whatnot, obviously, but uh, the use in the dough is Bruce approved. <laughs> um, yeah, no, that, that song is very groovy. Um, and this ends side two on both vinyl releases, the Europe and the U.S. 10th anniversary. Um, yeah, this ends side two of the vinyl. Um, flip it over and then start with Goodbye, which I think Goodbye, at least for me, wasn't necessarily my favorite song on the album, but it was, I felt it was the most soulful. Like, this is the one where you can just feel the raw emotion in Alicia's voice the most. Yeah, definitely. And I love how it just starts off like, mm-hmm, bye-bye. And, like, those are the first lyrics that come out. And, yeah, there's a lot of just interesting stuff going on in the background. Uh, again, when I listen to these albums, I just kind of, like, write down my original just thoughts and, like, what certain tones and things remind me of. Uh, one of them that I wrote down was it's it kind of like the sound of like a perfume or a cologne bottle being sprayed go back and listen I'm telling you it sounds like that and there's another one with like kind of like it's like a register or like opening or like a bell 
uh, is consistent okay. throughout the whole song. So those are two that stood out. But um, overall, the use of the hi-hat on this one, I thought was great. The just different switch-ups and stops on that was utilized to the absolute fullest. Um, I could only wish I could do that. Yeah, oh yeah, that's one of the most difficult parts of drumming is learning how to get the hi-hat barks down and get them in time and all that. Um, yeah, we'll talk about the personnel at the end, but the, the drummer that Alicia Keys has on this album is excellent. Um, excellent. <laughs> um yeah so from goodbye we go to the life and yeah this one i actually noticed the drums quite a bit too um just the way that beat is laid down it's just sort of a little off beat sort of the way it's going off of the piano um i just love the way the drummer's getting that clicking sound sounds like he's using the rim of the snare drum to get it um yeah just i the drum beat in that song stood out to me and yeah it was just ridiculously groovy <laughs> dude it was um one line that stood out specifically this one was because uh, when it rains it pours isn't life worth more <laughs> and <laughs> <laughs> Again, just the, I don't know, just that use of rains, pours, life worth more. Like, she does a great, um, I don't know, it's like, I mean, it's poetry. That's ultimately what it is. Uh, great song. Yeah. Is that the longest song on the album? I think so. Oh, wait, uh, Rock With You, actually. I would say, I think Rock With You is, Takes yeah. it by about 12 seconds, I think. Um, but yeah, and uh so, something else i put for that was just bass again dot 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 spare me because <laughs> mm -hmm. i don't know what tones they're getting on this but that bass is honestly what i i mean makes i mean it's that in the piano but put that together i feel like is the heart of this neo soul album yeah absolutely and just the way the bass, piano, drums, her singing, like, yeah, it's it's just incredibly soulful music. Yeah, and we go from there um, into number eleven, uh, Mr. Man. Yeah, this this is my favorite song off the album personally. Um, we get a little violin right off the bat, just that. <laughs> 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 and like you just hear that and you start swaying dude it has that um, latin, latin america uh kind of like influence and feel with not just the music but i don't know the way she is singing as well um i don't know i just kind of get that feel uh, in this song particularly yeah yeah i don't want to be i don't want to be unfair to mr mr man mr. <laughs> so mr. yeah man. Yeah, it, you know, I think this going back to relationships, um, things, you know, songs sort of like uh, Me and Mrs. Jones by Billy Paul, you know, just like, yeah, I know it's wrong. Um, you know, I don't want to be unfair to Mr. Man. 
Definitely. And so this one is actually a duet uh, with a gentleman by the name of Jimmy Cozier. Yeah, yeah, Jimmy's got pipes. Young Jimbo. Shouts. Yeah, shouts. she gave him a chance. Just give the boy a chance, Mr. Cozier. <laughs> um, yeah, so Mr. Man 2 also on the U.S. version of the vinyl pressing. This ended... Um, this would be the first side of the second disc, so C side. Um, and so it did not in the European version. Um, and, and not sure why they wouldn't have ended it there because after Mr. Man, it goes into Never Felt This, um, which is sort of like an intro track into Butterflies. So to me, the way the U.S. version has it makes way more sense. And after Mr. Man, this epic, mind-blowing song, and then start the D side with your interlude instrumental song that flows right in the song after that. So that's why, to me, the U.S. version, the way they have it makes way more sense. Yeah, no, it sounds like the U.S. Uh, does know how to put together a good uh, vinyl album. Uh, our language, English, may not be uh, as good and comprehensible, but we'll take it as a couple stallions over here. Um, but like Klopp said, <laughs> never felt this way uh, as an interlude into the next song, Butterflies. Uh, but it is another cover, actually, um, written by a gentleman named Brian McKnight, which was released in uh, 1992. Um, but it's a real okay. quick one. Um, it's only about two minutes, one second. And then, uh, yeah, it goes into Butterflies from there, which is the 13th track on this album. Yeah, yeah, very cool. Um, and it's a lot more acoustic leaning than some of the other songs. In fact, I'm not even sure if there's any piano at all in it. If it is, it's very sparingly um bad yeah, i mean it's i mean alicia's basically just excited in the song it's just like it sounds like butterflies like you know just got butterflies <laughs> it starts with the piano it literally interludes straight into it and it's just piano um from the song before uh okay but that and dude aren't like butterflies and like stuff like that just so funny to think about like like just i don't know those feelings where you can't really explain it like my foot falling asleep earlier today i was like oh, tingly <laughs> i don't know yeah no what? it's always hard for me to tell because like i mean even though it's a cover like never felt this way in butterflies they just like one flows into the other so i always have trouble knowing like all right when has never felt this way stopped and butterflies began it's still going to this day <laughs> um but from there track number 14 why do i feel sad why does she why, feel sad why? Uh, because but in time things must change so it shouldn't be so bad why do i feel so sad yeah, yeah. i 
I think she's just sort of talking about just the idea where, you know, people can just be very malcontent with their situation. And then, like, when you really sit down and think about it, it's like, you know, really things aren't that bad. Like, my problems aren't real problems. Like, why why am I worrying about it so much? Why am I, why am I so sad? <laughs> and dude, I like, you gotta accept change. Change is inevitable in life. Like it's as simple as that. And with every aspect of it. And that's just why she's like, what she's talking about. Like, why do I feel so sad? Like things must change. Um, and she knows that, but as humans, we're obviously going to have affection and whatnot. And so that is why you feel sad, Alicia. That is why we're humans. Um, but imagine being, a, sure imagine being a caged bird, because uh, that's the next song on the album, number 15. And this, Okay, this one stood out to me because um, this was one where she wasn't using like that classic piano sound. You could definitely tell she was using a keyboard and had it programmed a certain way. Um, but the tone she got out of the keys in this song, I thought was ridiculously cool. Like, just the sound that she made with the keyboards is way different than it was in all the other songs. Yeah, no, all those other ones are definitely like kind of more classically, uh, just piano tones and whatnot. Um, it, my my stallion ear uh was listening and it literally sounds like a vinyl track turning uh during the beginning of this song like kind of in the background uh it's i mean it's obviously must be meant there's definitely something just like happening back there like noise uh but that was happening um but yeah it, it's also about like kind of like keeping inside like your feelings because you feel like no one else like will understand what you're feeling um, and just like letting go and flying. I mean, uh, we talked about it earlier, but yeah, I mean, these songs gotta speak for themselves. You're a caged bird. You'll wanna be let out, fly, express yourself. And uh, I think that's definitely the main focus of this one. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and so Caged Bird is technically the last song on the album, but it's also not because there is one more song and it's called loving you um so yeah going back to the european version versus the u.s version of the vinyl european version doesn't even have loving you on it so as if what i was telling you about never felt this way and butterflies was not enough if you left this song off of the pressing you should have been fired whoever was on alicia's Key's team that decided for whatever reason it was a good idea to leave this song off of the European release of the vinyl pressing should have been sacked immediately and never been allowed back in music for the rest of their career because that song is an absolute banger. U T gone. <laughs> get out of here you're done and yeah, yeah it's technically a hidden track um which on a cd release all that means is on the back of the cd they don't list the track 
but it's not like an album where like the track will play and there will be you know three or four minutes of silence you just put the cd in the car and it says there's 15 tracks but then you play it and there's actually 16 <laughs> it's that simple <laughs> that simple um but yeah definitely top three it's that jane doe and i think number one's rock with you for me um has a very like okay. su- supremes vibe if you remember the supremes um gospel gospel-y music is what came to mind um but yeah man europeans uh y- you guys got to listen to this one yeah it's, well i mean they did because they got the cd released too it just when they decided to do the vinyl they for whatever reason only released it to europe first i don't know why they didn't release in the u.s until 2011 but yeah they left this song off for whatever reason um yeah i think this one's probably my fourth favorite on the album i would probably i know it's the just most basic simple like opinion but like fallen for me is pro like easily in my top three <laughs> it's just the song's so good um yeah Mr. Man, uh, Rock With You and Fall, and that's my top three for this album. Awesome. What an album. Like we said, it was a marathon, but we got through that pretty smoothly, Club. Shouts. Yeah. Um, And I know I mentioned the song Rearview Mirror earlier. Um, So that song was off of these sessions. It was not released. Um with the main release when they released this album in japan this was a bonus track on the japanese release um yeah like i had mentioned before this song is featured on dr doolittle 2 which sounds just like the worst movie ever created um i've never seen it honestly I, 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 i've seen dr <laughs> do little one and i know they should have stopped there and that's a fact <laughs> um but yeah what a great album shout out to alicia um and again just this was the start to her amazing amazing musical journey that is continuing and she's actually coming clap to nautica in august <laughs> Yeah. yeah, I might have to uh, swap the poop deck because uh, <laughs> get my sailor's hat out because I would love to find my way down to the Cuyahoga River for that show. Yeah, it's going to be a great one right at the end of summer. Um, but yeah, shout out to her. Uh, but we have to turn it up a little bit here in March and get some more out. Uh, and we're going to do that by picking our next one. So Again, to remind the peeps out there, we still have uh, Billie Eilish, Happier Than Ever. Uh, we still have Tina Turner, What's Love Got to Do With It. Uh, Club, you have a couple, I think, still out there. Still got Ceremonials by Florence and the Machine and Dreamboat Annie by Heart. All right. So we are going to uh, pick. And we're live on camera, ladies and gentlemen. We're going to do this the real deal. So I'm going to put couple of these i've written them out all right your boy spruce big goose is going to be picking all right i have one oh. who will be participating 
in the Goblet of Fire. For the next album review, the Vinyl Stallions will be doing Billy oh Eyelash. <laughs> no, 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 no. Billy Eilish, happier than ever from 2021 is going to be the newest album we've ever done. Um, and I, like I said in previous podcasts, that I've actually, this is the only one that I've ever listened to all the way through. And I am so okay. excited to dive in just uh, her sophomore year album and. Everything she, her and her brother do on this album is great. We'll get into it more, but yep, stay tuned for that. Billie Eilish. All right. You heard it here first. Got anything else for the people, Spruce? That's about it. I got Alligator Keys here to sign us off. Alligator. <laughs> See you later. <laughs> I'm Spruce. I'm Clep. And this has been another episode of Vinyl Stallions. Stallions. <laughs> <laughs>